pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to the podcast version of this week's One Life Left. I'm Simon Byron and with me is... Steve Curran. This is new, Simon. This is new, isn't it? This is a new secret bit uh, where we um, are able to introduce the podcast before it comes uh, and explain to those listening who, who have chosen not to listen live, which you can do wherever you are in the world, uh, via um, DAB Radio in London or on the internet uh, el- uh, everywhere else. Uh, this is a special podcast bit, which is new for 2022. And we're allowed to swear in it as well, aren't we? Well, and I think that's the sign of um, maturity and that we're choosing not to. We're not going to do it. Despite the fact that you're a c- <laughs> I'm going to beat that bit out. No, but you are right. You are right because uh, this bit is not being broadcast, therefore doesn't uh, have to stick to any legally binding Ofcom standards. <laughs> we can say what we, whatever we like. Now, this is the first time that we're being uh, hosted on the Pickaxe Network. Hello. Thank you, Pick, for having us. Yes, thank but you. Hello. This part of the show, uh, we can be a little more edgy. Mm. So I thought we could maybe do it with our tops off. <laughs> And you know As what? if we're not was, already. Well, I was being act, I'm being quite serious about this. I think we actually should mm-hmm. like really do it. Bottoms off. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, who are who are you? Who are? Explain who you are. What are you doing here? All right. My name is Steve Curran. Uh, Steve is short for Stephen. It's a completely normal name in the northwest of England, and not normal anywhere else. Uh, and I am a game developer. I make video games. I'm currently working on a very, very secret project. Uh, and it's so secret that I have a secret Twitter account with 10K followers. That's a spoiler for the show ahead. Mm. Who are you, Simon? Hello, I'm Simon Byron. I am director of publishing at Yogscast Games. Uh, so I look after the video game side of the Yogscast network. Uh, my background is uh, I've been, I was previously publishing director at Curve Digital. Prior to that, I've done PR and marketing for lots of other games. Before that, I was a journalist, and before that, I was a child. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and we've been doing One Life Left for... Um, a long time. Years, yeah, long something time. like that. We won, one, we won one award once. We did. Um, we, there are usually three of us, um, although uh, the third member, or the second member, or the first, depending on how you order us, um, is currently uh, enjoying life with a brand new baby. Uh, mm. So, um, uh, when you hear the jingle, the news jingle, which says "With Anne Scantleberry," um, she isn't doing the news anymore. As you'll probably realise, we just read bits of the internet out. Uh, we've just recorded the show, which I thought was okay. Now, I will explain. Um, uh, so, as we are a radio show that needs to be an hour long to go out on Resonance FM, that means that we do need to be an hour long. If you stick with us to the end, you'll re- you you can perhaps notice that we almost finish the show a little bit early, and I then say something else about Parsec, just so that we can, <laughs> so that we can nearly be an hour long. <laughs> uh, so, that if if you wonder why that's happening, that's why that's happening. The rest of the quality issues, I mean, I don't know. You, I mean, you be it's, the judge of that. It's up and down, isn't it? This is the first <laughs> show of the year, so it takes us a little while to get into it every year. We usually hit our stride by February, and then, and then exhaustion the takes hold. Yeah, turn, 
time for summer break and then we see you again in November uh, but it is uh, One Life Left the reason we've been doing it so long is it remains the greatest thing I do every week it's always fun uh, to chat to you Simon and you too Steve thank you <laughs> you had to say that <laughs> you can't leave um, a request of validation hanging can you we've, no. we've learned nothing um, <laughs> Yes, uh, me too. Uh, We hope you enjoy it. Now, uh, this part of the show, if you want to, um, this is the bit that if you do want to swear at us, uh, Mm -hmm. we can read out emails and stuff ahead of the podcast. Uh, So please do let us know what you think, either on the Discord or via email. But Uh, you will have to mark your letters. How how do people mark their letters as in not for the radio show? Well, I think what all the grown-up podcasts do is that they have a secret club, don't they? Hmm. What should we call it, it? Well, if you can think of a name for our secret club, <laughs> that we are we are able we are able to read out a part of the show where we are able to swear, but don't be too nasty. Mm. Uh, please let us know. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm looking forward to this secret spin-off of One Life Left. Yeah, we, yeah maybe we need to call it something. No lives left. Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, any suggestions? Email us. Um, but I guess I guess that's it, isn't it? That's Is it? it. That's it. No, Thank it's you for not listening. it because you're about to listen to the show. Exactly. Thank you for listening. In, uh, enjoy the show in inverted commas. Uh, first show back. Please be. Uh, you know, it's not as if we've been doing this for 16 years. Um, anyway, uh, welcome aboard. Thank you for listening. Uh, here's the show. <laughs> Welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are the world's oldest video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. Happy New Year, Simon. Are we still allowed to say that? I think so. It's our first it's the first time I've talked to you in 2022. It is. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's been a busy year already. Uh, I've played a video game. Well done. I know. 2022 I know. is already better than 2021. When you, um, when you mean uh, world's oldest video game radio show, how are you measuring that? Is it in the length of time we've been broadcasting or the or the cumulative age of the hosts? <laughs> both. I think we win both these days. Uh, we are the longest running radio show about video games. And as we've said before, no one can take that away from us. As long as we are, as long as we're still alive and still broadcasting, which we are. I think it was, was it 16 or 17 years ago we started? Oh, there weren't even podcasts then back then, were there? We are also a podcast. We are new, a new form of podcast this year. Um, even even we don't know how this is going to go. So um, <laughs> thank you for sticking with us over this, uh, over the last 16 years. Uh, this is year zero as far as we're concerned. Uh, don't know, don't know. Let's see. It's all very exciting. I don't fully understand exactly what's happening, but uh, I'm, I am excited for change. It's um, um, it's year zero, and unbelievably, as if we've planned this, it's actually as well. It's season twenty two. Is it in twenty twenty two? So, do you think as we welcome, uh, I don't know, millions more new listeners, uh, we're going to need to start explaining some of the jokes? I think they'll pick up the joke as we go along um no i I mean maybe maybe we can have an explainer in the show notes or uh maybe in in any additional material we record for the podcast but we are a radio show first and foremost uh we broadcast on resonance fm in london greatest radio station in the world we're very very lucky to do that and if you are listening to this either on Resonance or as a podcast listener, please, please tune into Resonance. Listen to all the other brilliant shows and write into Resonance. Tell them how much you love those shows, but love One Life Left first and foremost. When you mentioned that they can't take that away from us, um, longest running, I've not done any running this year, Steve, because uh, at the start of the Christmas break, 
I must I must have had a, a very very strenuous dream. I woke up uh, having thrown my back out. <laughs> wow! In, asleep, by sleeping, despite your gamer chair. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I was exerting myself in all sorts of ways. So, I spent the first uh, four days of the Christmas break on my back. <laughs> congratulations well, Simon. thank you very much um you know uh i would like to thank my wife for putting up with me because i can't imagine a less dignified sight than me trying to get my socks on um, <laughs> as i was at the start of the christmas break oh my word horrific uh get uh, you back to uh i don't know 90 percent strength now i think so i am hoping to do a run tomorrow how, how have you been I've been all right. I've been okay. Uh, It's been, as I say, a busy year already. Maybe we'll talk a bit about that later in the show as well. And what we do, uh, because we have to introduce ourselves to the the new listeners. We also have to explain to new listeners exactly what One Life Live, exactly like... (laughs) We also have to speak properly remember how to do that we have to explain exactly what one life left is uh, and the structure of the show it begins with the news that's going to happen shortly what happens after that simon uh then we do a little bit of chat uh, sometimes we have a guest don't we occasionally we'll have a guest uh, and if we don't we'll fill it with some chat mm-hmm. uh we'll move through seamlessly through the letters and the discord correspondence and then uh, We'll move into the reviews section at and the we'll end. Talk about, yeah, we'll talk about that video game you've played this year. <laughs> have you played anything? I have. Congratulations. I am, um, you know, the reason we make... <laughs> the reason we've made that joke, which isn't exactly a great start, is it? Introducing me to the listeners as... Welcome. Yeah, welcome. We've never played video games, but we are old. Uh, <laughs> it's because for the last few shows at the end of... Uh, the end of the last season of One Life Left, I found it very difficult to make time to play video games. But this year, my resolution is I promise I'm going to play one significant video game every week and review it for One Life Left. And like all resolutions, I expect that to collapse by February. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, right, we've rambled for too long. Should we crack on with it? Let's get on with it. This is the news. Simon, how many news stories have you picked up this week? Well, 2022 has got off to a banger. Uh, it's been full of uh, intrigue and interest Interest so far. Uh, I've got five. Impressive. I've got three. I bet one of them overlaps. Okay. Uh, I'll begin. Uh, we're Eurogamer wrote uh, on the 9th of January, uh, Vicky Blake wrote, Techland has announced that it will take around 500 hours to fully complete its survival game, Dying Light 2. To fully complete Dying Light 2, stay human, you'll need at least 500 hours, almost as long as it would take to walk from Warsaw to Madrid, the studio said in a tweet. Note, it's about 100% completion rate. Most of the players who are in for story and side quests will be able to complete the game quicker. It will be a solid experience, though, it added via a follow-up tweet a short while later. So there you go, Steve. Um, it will t- so it will take you 500 hours uh, to com- fully complete Dying Light 2, the same amount of time it would take you to walk from Warsaw to Madrid. Two things I'm not going to ever do. <laughs> that is too many hours, isn't it, Simon? Isn't it? Who's got five? Have there even been 500 hours? I don't think so. I don't think so. Certainly not this year. Um, that's So what I was hoping for uh, when you... When you were reading out that story, I was hoping for a sort of, but don't worry. Actually, if you just want to follow the main plot, get this game done, you'll be able to knock it off in six or seven. But there wasn't even a number attached to that. They just said fewer than 500 hours. I, I, I would hope so. Like, Well, exactly, because that's better than saying less. <laughs> joke one. Uh, so... <laughs> So, um, do we have a read on how long the main quest, or, or you know, how long we might be able to no, complete this? No, um, 
I was looking forward to Dying Light 2. I'm, I'm looking forward to it less now, knowing that I'm never going to see Fewer. All, all of what it has to offer. Uh, this um, revelation, though, did cause a bit of a spat between the old guard and the new guard in games journalism. Um, Andy Robinson from Video Game Chronicles uh, said um, that he noted, or so he guessed that that news would be liked, sorry, disliked uh, by everybody over 30 Okay, <laughs> and now I I I um I nodded along to that because I you know I am <laughs> I'm very over thirty and uh, and uh, yeah I this uh, news um, terrifies me. However, Julian in inverted commas jazz close inverted commas Rignall uh, he said back on Twitter he said can we get rid of this notion that old people don't like long games uh, and then they started having a bit of a ding dong on Twitter. Um, I mean, I've stayed well out of it because I'm a coward on social media. Uh, but my, I'm I'm with you, Andy. This is this 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 news is not good news for me. Thoroughly with you, Andy. But I don't think this is just an old, young divide thing. I think video games would be better if they were um, shorter. Generally, I think everything would be better if it was shorter. But if video games were significantly uh, significantly shorter and significantly cheaper. Uh, still holding that kind of value for uh, pounds per hour spent. But just you were able to get a wider range of different experiences in, uh, I think there'd be a much more popular medium. Well, don't say that on Twitter back because Julian Ang- uh, Julian will <laughs> get angry with you. <laughs> All right, I've got a news story. Uh, and this is taken from Polygon.com. PlayStation VR 2 announced bringing eye tracking and horizons alloy to the living room have you got that one simon snap bingo full house uh playstation vr2 the next virtual reality headsets coming from sony Uh, and a vr adaptation of guerrilla games acclaimed horizon series is a launch title uh so simon tell me about the features of psvr2 well, uh, it doesn't. It no longer requires a um, a separate PlayStation camera on the top of your telly, mm-hmm. um, and it will no longer work with um, your your Move controllers. Taking inspiration from what um, Oculus have done with the Quest, uh, it will be uh, using inside-out tracking. So that means mm-hmm. that uh, it will be uh, working out where you are and how you are via its own internal cameras. Um, and there are going to be some special controllers too. They've also highlighted that it will only need one wire, uh, which is good news because once I'd uh, dismantled or removed my PlayStation VR from my PlayStation 4 um, a few years ago, I had no idea how to plug it back in. So um, that's good news. <laughs> uh, um, I'll come back to that in a second. So okay. other features that, that they've bragged about, 110 degree field of vision, field of view. That's loads of degrees. How many? How many do your oh. eyes have, Simon? Oh, I don't have 110. Of course, I don't. As we've established, I'm getting on a bit. It's narrowing every year. It's down to about 60 or 70 now. Um, OLED. Oh yes. And uh, what else is the new controllers? And yeah, uh, and this single wire thing. But for me, that's where this falls down, because for me, one wire is one wire too many, Simon. Is it Steve? Mm. Um, well, you know, it is an obvious improvement on the original one. Um, Fewer wires. Exactly, less wires. And it will, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, uh, you can see why um, the wire is needed, right? In that, you know, with our quests, I when I connect it to my gaming PC, I can do so via a wire, which I dislike. I can do it via um, virtual desktop, which I do like, but it doesn't always function perfectly. Uh, and if you're aiming it, I guess, at a console audience that likes that plug-and-play, literally plug-and-play experience, um, then, uh, yeah, it's probably the only, mm. the only real solution. In I mean, order given, to... that, given that you and I didn't know how to turn a PlayStation 4 off, <laughs> can you imagine what the help the helpline calls would be for people trying to connect a headset wirelessly? <laughs> Mum and do Dad? You... I've got two questions on that. One, do you know how to turn a PlayStation 4 off now? I do, Steve. You do? Okay, I do, fine. Steve. And you've got a PS5 now, haven't you? 
I do, and that's why I know how to turn a PS4 off. <laughs> you unplug it. Okay. You unplug it because you don't need it anymore, do you? Right, that, there we go. That goes up to Dexter's room, the PlayStation 4 does, because you've got to make room for the PlayStation 5. And boy, let me tell you about the, the room you need for a PlayStation 5. Have you seen one in real life? <laughs> no. Right. You know, so I've spent a year trying to get hold of a PlayStation 5, even though I didn't really want one. Um, mm-hmm. And now I fully understand why they're so limited in stock. I think they can only move one in at a time. It's, <laughs> it's the biggest thing I've ever seen. It's, it, honestly, it's, it's so huge um, and heavy. It required both of my children to deliver it to me on Christmas morning. <laughs> no, it did. Uh, because it's so, honestly, it's colossal. Um, okay. And, and anyway, what they've what they've thankfully done is that there are two buttons on the front. One of which is uh, the power button on the left, and next to it is the button that ejects the disc. For those of us that have the disc version, perfect. Um, it's so perfect. Just to return to the the, the cabling issue for me, I've seen a uh, I saw a nice fancy graph uh, drawn up by a user of Reddit about comparing the PSVR two with all of the other headsets and. Um, yeah, it's, it seems to be better than the Quest 2 in almost every respect, except for um, the Quest 2 is cable-free. And for me, that's so vital for VR. And it's not even really about the feeling of being tethered to something, which is obviously you know, an advantage uh, that the Oculus Quest doesn't have that. But it's actually just about the ease of use for just picking something up, dropping it on your head, uh, and immediately taking it off and packing it away. I can't imagine the, you know, slight friction of having to get the cable out, plug it into my PS5, find out where it goes in, plugging all that stuff. It just ruins it for me, absolutely wrecks it. So I'm not going to, I don't think I'm in. Now, I do totally get it from a technical standpoint. Like you say, the fidelity, uh, or sorry, getting virtual desktop up and running um, was not simple uh, on the Quest 2. And now they've got their own solution to that, but it's still not perfect because you're relying on the fidelity of your router, the the compatibility of the router, and that would be a nightmare for a consumer proposition. I had to go out and get a new router to plug directly into my PC. You could solve that at great expense by bundling a router with the device, right, and having that plug into the PlayStation and doing it wirelessly that way. But, of course, that adds expense to the proposition. I guess it's going to be expensive enough already. For me, though, yeah, it it means that it's not a VR device I would imagine using. It would end up like my Vive, uh, used once for showing off to friends and then put away, never used again. How do you feel about the eye tracking? So explain to me what advantage that affords you inside VR. Well, I've used eye tracking on a PC once at a, um, uh, when it was being shown to me, um, that the technology was in its infancy and, and I found it uh, quite intimidating, I have to say, mm-hmm. because uh, you could use it to um, select things from a menu, but it would also focus in on what you're looking at. And listen, sometimes I don't, even I don't <laughs> want to look at what I'm looking at. <laughs> So I certainly don't want other people seeing what I'm looking at, do I? Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure what, uh, what it will do for PSVR 2 uh, in terms of offering some benefits there. Was there also a talk about um, measuring your, your bodily functions as well, like your heartbeat and stuff? <laughs> don't want like, my bodily well, functions measured. Like, well, exactly. I mean, Increasingly. They are, they are one step away from having a headset with a little finger in it that's just going to poke you in the head <laughs> when you feel a bit tense or what have you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's all getting a bit intrusive for me. Uh, Oculus, uh, you know, I don't know if this is driven by Meta and Oculus, but I immediately started seeing rumours of Quest 3 popping up on the internet as well. So I'm fully in for for whatever that's going to uh, end up being, whether it comes with a proddy finger or not. Oh, my goodness. I don't want a finger. <laughs> I don't want a finger prodding controlled by facebook because i don't know where that's going to (laughs) go story number three uh was uh is from videogameschronicle.com uh tom ivan posted on the 7th of january two days ago as we record nintendo 
could reveal its next Mario Kart game this year, Catan Games analyst Dr. Serkan Toto has forecast. Offering his predictions for 2022 in a GamesIndustry.biz article, Toto also suggests the next Mario Kart game could shake up the series with a surprise element. I'm aware that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still sell very, very well, so it's still selling very well on the Nintendo Switch, but Mario Kart 9 is in active development and comes with a new twist, and Nintendo could tease it this year, he said. Um, we should be analysts, Steve, shouldn't we? So well, I was going to say... Like, sounds like an easy job. I, I could say all of those things too. How grounded in truth are they? Well... You could always imply that if it doesn't happen, it was because of something that we didn't know about. I mean, this. <laughs> I'd like to know how much this man earns to be an analyst and to come up <laughs> with such insight to suggest that a game that is already eighth in its series will have a ninth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how did he, what was the interview like for the analyst job? Mm. <laughs> and and that it's going to do something different, slightly different. different. I, I predict, not. Simon, I predict Mario Kart 9 will be broadly within the karting genre. Ooh. And it may or may not be revealed this year. I imagine it will star uh, characters from across Nintendo's uh, popular IP franchises, but also it will centre itself around... Mario, perhaps in some kind of cart. Well, Steve, we we await with interest, don't we? I mean, uh, come off it. Um, I I think that um, uh, I've lost his name. Uh, Doctor Serkin Toto needs 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 to grow a pair. I mean, we on this show predicted that the Switch Pro would have a triangular screen. And that's something that we're sticking to. Um, And if it doesn't, that wasn't our fault. All right. I've got uh, another news story. Uh, Are you ready, Simon? Please do. This one uh, is written by a friend of the show, Ben Borthwick, published on videogamer.com a couple of days ago. E3 cancels in-person event once again for 2022. Did you have that one, Simon? I did not, Steve. Okay. Well, the Electronic Software Association has announced the cancellation of the in-person event of E3 for 2022. In a statement to IGN, the ASA said the reason was, as you've no doubt guessed, the ongoing global pandemic. Due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, E3 will not be held in person in 2022. We remain incredibly excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon so simon is this a surprise to you well um people were being quite stiffy about this on uh, on twitter as well because they suspected that it wasn't to do entirely with uh coronavirus and less to do with the commercial reality of some of the large companies not supporting e3 this year <laughs> um because dice is as we record, DICE is happening um, next month, uh, which is a large games industry conference. Uh, I think that's in Las Vegas, um, where, where CES has just finished. Uh, there's a game developer conference uh, happening in March, or at least I hope it's happening in March, because I've not bought any jeans for three years. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, Obviously, it's a continually changing situation, but there are events happening. And you would hope that as we navigate through these sort of choppy days and weeks that, you know, things will become easier. So it's it's a surprise to hear um, Mm. right now here in January that an event in June has been called off. That's what made me uh, question this decision as well, although it also made me nervous about GDC. Uh, we've both. You've not got any jeans either. <laughs> no, quite. <laughs> uh, we both need to do a bit of shopping in America, shopping. Uh, but also we've both got tickets to go to D- GDC, and we've both got our flights and our hotels as well, don't mm. we? So, so that would be a shame because I've missed going out to uh, America. Yeah. I'm missing everyone, all of our friends over there. Um, so that's really why I wanted to introduce this new story. Wondered how you were feeling, whether you think that's going to go ahead. 
Well, I've got a cheap flight ticket, Steve, which I'm un- it's unclear whether I'm able to move it if the event <laughs> moves. I'm on that flight anyway, which I'm yeah. looking forward to, actually, which would be sort of 10 hours of just silence. I'm just going to sit on my... I mean, I don't get any silence at all. Uh, should we explain to anybody who's n- new listening? Uh, Steve and I are both uh, fathers of young children. It's just chaos here all the time. Mm, same. Um, and so the idea of, um, you know, wrapping myself in a plane... Uh, where, where 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 people are unable to get hold of me, mm. apart from a steward or a stewardess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now, lots of people were uh, uh, were commenting on this story, saying, "Well, you know, who needs E3 when you got things like the Game Awards or the Summer Games Fest or what have you? These digital events." Um, and what none of them are acknowledging is that actually, ironically, something like E3 can often be cheaper for an independent publisher or developer to feature in than, mm. it, than, it, than, it, than, than some of these digital events uh, that people seem to like so much. I mean, you know, they, it isn't just a case of sending somebody a video. Often they cost a lot of money to take part in. And so, you know, um, prohibitively so uh, in many, many cases. So, um yeah, you know, whilst I've not been to E3, uh, well, no one has for two years, but I haven't been for a, a few years longer. I don't know. Um, I, I, I think uh, moving entirely to a digital-only um, series of presentations and stuff does expose some additional problems in my mind. I think we've got time for one more story, Simon. Okay. Uh, in which case, Steve? Uh, this is from VideoGamesChronicle.com again. Is that Xbox has launched a beauty collaboration with popular nail polish brand OPI, or I don't know, I don't wear nail, nail, nail polish, Oppie. <laughs> the partnership includes the release of a, a nail polish collection with buyers set to be rewarded with in-game content for Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5. The Oppie, OPI, X Xbox collection includes 12 hues listed below, inspired by Xbox Game Pass titles and gaming phrases. It's available to purchase now in the US at Ulta and will launch globally on February the 1st, where OP, OPI, OPI products are sold. So, Steve, I wondered if you could guess what these hues were. So... Is it all attached to Halo, or is it attached to various... <laughs> quite, yeah. They're all green. They're all... <laughs> <laughs> no. Halo, Forza. Um, so... I, I, I gotta... I, well, let me... Let, I don't think that, you know... As much as I respect you, Steve, I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to guess these. Okay, well... <laughs> why don't you reveal the name of the game, and I'll guess what colour it is. Is that possible? Oh, so none of them are, t- are tied um, to specific exactly. games. Okay. Oh, one of them is. Um, okay. <laughs> See if you can guess this, the name <laughs> of this then, okay? Okay. So this is described as a shimmery galactic blue that will have you, sorry, that will give you sparkly stats. A shimmery galactic blue that will give you sparkly stats. Okay. Um... Are they, uh, is, so is this attached to a, a specific this game? Is attached to a game. And is it a Microsoft game? It is a Microsoft uh, game. I think you may have used this headline before. I've certainly seen it in print. I know, I know a friend of mine uh, used it for MTV many years ago, uh, but it could have featured elsewhere. No, you're going to have to tell me. You had me at Halo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Um, what would this one be called? Unlock a world. Sorry, unlock a world of color that's lilac optimized. That was a car mm. passing in the background. Steve's <laughs> Steve's brain cogs. Uh, I, I, I want to make a red ring of death Ooh, joke. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Now this is achievement unlocked. Okay, not this far one off here. A shimmery robin's egg blue that cannot be controlled. <laughs> you don't really want cannot be controlled associated with any game. Well, this one is you can't uh, <coughs> CT, you can't CTRL me. You can't CTR. 
You can't control. You can't control okay. me. Okay. Um, no, I've no idea. What an absolute load of nonsense anyway. Uh, to those of you that wear it, buy it, enjoy it, fair play to you. But that's a pleasure I can absolutely never see myself having. Good. Is that all we're doing for news now, Simon? I know oh. I tried to cut off your seven stories or whatever it was, five stories in, in advance. But if there's yeah, anything else is. you want to sneak in. Okay. I was, no, I was going to say let's end on a high, but that's a real low. <laughs> Thanks, Simon. One life left. Video game news with Anne Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. That's Simon Byron over there. The show is uploaded to the internet by our undercaretaker, Phil. He's responsible for the show notes. Uh, And you can read more about those at our website or in another place, Simon, I guess. Yeah, or pop on over to the Discord, eh? Simon... I was having a conversation about this the other day uh, with some of the Marioki Tech team. Uh, Marioki is One Life Left's spin-off event. It's karaoke about video games. Uh, They told me that we might have to record adverts for other shows. Okay, uh, why why is this coming in via the Marioki team? No, we were just talking about how this sort of podcast network thing usually works they oh, said, I th- right sorry i thought they were suddenly the boss of us <laughs> no i mean they, you know i was i was explaining that things are changing uh with one life left's digital distribution um and they're all avid podcast fans mm. and they said oh yeah yeah the way it works is you record an advert and you swap it with adverts for other shows but what surprised me is these adverts have to be really long what what like an hour like, yeah, no, they were saying three minutes. Don't be so daft. No, that's that's not an advert, is it? Sounds like a feature. Right. Well, I think we could certainly use those in this show. Couldn't we? <laughs> we could. We could. We could. We could. Um, I wonder if I wonder if anybody's heard them already. Anyway, if you want to know more about the show, in the show notes, uh, you'll find out the name of uh, the the tracks that we feature in some versions of the show, at least. And you'll be able to find a link to the Discord. Uh, we have a One Life Left Discord where we chat about video games. We have three main channels on the Discord. We have gaming chat, we have non-gaming chat, and we have ambiguously gaming chat for the stuff that you can't exactly... Is a crossword a game, Simon? Well, I don't know, but that's all you lot seem to be talking about at the moment. Well, no. Everyone on the internet is talking about Wordle, aren't they? Well, I'm not. I've tried to mute that on Twitter because I'm getting annoyed by it. I mean, look, look I like like everybody, I enjoyed it for two or three days, mm-hmm. uh, but I've realised that that's probably enough for me. But what... Um, now, uh, as soon as as soon as the uh, the clock ticks over past midnight, my mm-hmm. feed is just full of these graphics. And, and there's... 
Look, it's a cute story. The man made the game to keep mm-hmm. his partner entertained, lovely, jubbly. But now all that means is that there are a series of coloured blocks <laughs> appearing in my Twitter feed all day, every day. I think it's super clever because the the way of communicating your score in Wordle, very, very viral in that these things drop very easily into your feed and... It's not immediately obvious what that means, which makes people go off and search for that, and then they end up playing it themselves. That is great, but the thing that no one really thinks about before they share their Wordle results is, has anyone actually ever cared what someone else has got in Wordle? Exactly right. Exactly my problem, Steve. Mm. Anyway, oh, you got we- it in three goes, did you? <laughs> got it in three? Oh, I saw, I saw someone else get it in four. Oh, who's best? <laughs> <laughs> Who's luckiest? Anyway, we're uh, One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. We, you know, we're generally quite positive people. I'm very positive at the moment, actually, Steve. Surprisingly, um, and I'd say entirely predictably, uh, I'm right back on the PlayStation train. I'm going to get a PlayStation logo tattooed on my face. <laughs> Do you know what I did the other day? I bought FIFA. Right, Okay. <laughs> I play FIFA now. Congratulations. Ultimate Thanks, team. Mate. Well, I haven't been brave enough to do that yet. And actually, I am waiting for... It's very difficult to... It's not just difficult to buy a console, you know. It's taken... I've had to buy off off eBay an extra PlayStation 5 controller because they're all out of stock. So, uh, yeah, I've subscribed to PlayStation Plus. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. It is really good. Um, uh obviously i'll talk about the game that i played later on the um what it does do though is it highlights how how good a job microsoft or what good a job microsoft have done with the upgrade route because um i wanted uh, i bought uh miles morales for dexter for last christmas on playstation 4 and um I was pleased to read once i got my playstation 5 that actually there is a way of upgrading your playstation 4 version um uh to playstation 5 it doesn't cost 10 pounds like it does on some other games so that's nice um when none of that when it doesn't cost anything on xbox um certainly not on the first party titles and on the majority of third party titles so some games cost 10 pounds some games you have to go via a director's cuts like ghosts of uh, sushima uh, you have to upgrade your PS4 digital version to the digital version or PlayStation 4, which then you get the free players, PS5 upgrade. But um, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, no, that's free as long as you um, you put the disc in your disc drive and then you download the upgrade. Uh, but to play your digital downloaded upgrade version, you always have to have the disc in your console. <laughs> okay? Perfect. Got that? Smooth, absolutely effortless. Yeah, which is really annoying when you're messing around with PlayStation Remote Play and the disc isn't in the in the drive. Mm. Sorry, oh, Simon. Anyway, anyway, um, I will forgive it many things because it's very good. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, Simon and I have been ambivalent about the PS5 since launch because Sony didn't send us one. And it's been impossible to get hold of one. But then you got a nice Christmas present that was really heavy. Very, very heavy. Super large as well. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so it's good. Thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Seven out of ten. There's joke number two. <laughs> That'll be coming back later in the show. All right. Uh, Shall we get on with the letters? Or letter, perhaps? All right, Simon, you check the inbox. I'll check the Discord. I'm on it, Steve. Uh, in, the le- in the inbox, uh, we have a letter from Chris Conroy titled Swinging It Swimming. Ah. <sighs> What a show to forget how to talk about. <laughs> Swimming in the con- in the hashtag content stream. Dear team and SSG. Uh, brackets, imagine the privilege of being the first in 2022. Uh, footnotes to this letter. Listeners, SSG stands for super special guests, which we've not had for months. Uh, Chris starts. 
looking through the best of lists just before Christmas made me realise how out of touch I am with a lot of well thought of games, particularly on the PC. Obviously, I have One Life Left to keep me updated and the good people of the One Life Left Discord and New Year, New You plug, the One Life Left Strava group. But with so much content rushing past all the time, it's sometimes hard to keep up with everything apart from the zeitgeisty topics. What are your favourite pans to dangle in the turbulent waters of gaming to fish out those nuggets of joy? Your conceit-constructing correspondent, Chris Conroy. P.S. I hope this makes it past the spam filter first time this week. It does, Chris. Congratulations. Uh, I think that's mainly down to the fact that you weren't using such disgraceful language. (laughs) What are your favourite pans to dangle in the turbulent waters of gaming to fish out those nuggets of joy, Simon? (laughs) <laughs> well remembered Steve uh, Reddit uh, is where I see a lot of stuff before it becomes big uh, and so you will often find me browsing through uh, gaming PC gaming, gaming leaks and ru- rumours, indie gaming, indie games games <laughs> uh, and news for me it's always Steam trailers in 6 seconds Uh, That is the Twitter feed that takes every game that comes out on Steam and compresses the trailer, or rather takes cuts from the trailer, uh, compresses it down to six seconds. And that's all you see. And you'll see that from the massive, super-budget AAA games, and you'll see that for student projects that someone has stuck onto Steam for a laugh. It does not distinguish between those, it's just a feed, and you'll see... 20 a day, 30 a day, however many games come out on Steam, and how often how often you look at Twitter. And I think it's great. Like, it's really, really good. Most of them um, you won't look at twice, and occasionally something will catch your eye, and you'll go and end up on the Steam page, click through to it, and sometimes you'll spend some money, and sometimes that's £40, and sometimes it's £2, and... It's how I've discovered, uh, well, it's how I discovered the game that I reviewed at the end of the last season of One Life Left. Uh, And it's how I discover most of the games that I play. Uh, So, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend that Twitter account. We have one message on the Discord, or at least one message in the mailbag channel, which I think arrived after the Christmas show last year. And this is from Morgizi. It says, Dear team, I'm reporting in to get on the pre-fame good list. What games are you looking forward to next year? It's Elden Ring for me. The Mario Kart review in the last episode was very cute. Have a great Christmas. What games are you looking forward to next year, Simon? Well, um, the year is going to start off with a bang, isn't it? Next week with God of War on PC, uh, which I am looking forward to. I've uh, I've pre-ordered it, something you shouldn't do. Uh, but I have uh, because it was in um, it was it was it was on a third party key sellers sale. So I got it for um, cheaper than it will be on Steam. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to my Steam Deck arriving where I hope to tick off um, an increasingly unwieldy uh, Steam backlog. So there's lots of games that I've not played um, that I'm hoping to get my teeth into uh, whenever it arrives. After uh, During Q2, apparently, is when that will be coming. Um, I did look, you know, now I'm a PlayStation 5 boy. I did look at, I watched the, um, the Elden Ring trailer. It's not for me, is it? Um, <laughs> It's not. It's good. It's one of those games that's going to be really... I mean, it looks pretty, uh, but it's going to be really hard and everyone's going to pretend that they know what they're doing in it. Uh, and I will. then they'll encourage me to buy it, and I will do. And then I will uh, realise that I've been duped because I am not very good at difficult games. What about Mario Kart 9? Well, I've heard, actually, Steve, uh, that, um, that it is in development and that it's going mm-hmm. to be doing something... Um, it's going to have a bit of a twist to it. <laughs> I'm 100% so you can carry in. three power ups. What do you think of that edge? What do you think of that edge? So uh, I've got one simple answer to this, and it's a bit of a cheat. Uh, but is uh, those of you who did listen to the last episode of last season will remember, no doubt, that I promised 
that I would put out a game this year, that I was going to finish the puzzle game that I started last year. And I want to renew that promise at the start Ooh, of this episode, start of this season as well. The game that I am most looking forward to this year is the puzzle game that I am going to finish and release this year in 2022. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I've doubled up on that promise. I put it on one of my secret Twitter accounts today. I announced it. So announced it to about 10,000 people. So it is, uh, it is definitely, definitely going to get finished this year. That was a lovely, humble brag, Steve. <laughs> Have you got have you got a Twitter account with ten thousand followers? Have you? Secret one, so I have to be humble. Oh, lovely! Um, have you ever wondered why a man of your stature is uh, is is never contacted by something like the Guardian to ask what you're looking forward to when it turns out the thing you're looking forward to the most is one of your things? <laughs> Sit there wondering, checking your emails working. Where's is Keith Stewart? Is, wait, picking up your email, listening to the dial tone. Is it still working? <laughs> Well, I couldn't oh, say yeah, Mario. No, yeah. I couldn't say Mario Kart Nine, could I? Because you'd picked it. Well, all right. That is. Uh, <laughs> that's all the letters we had over the Christmas period. Uh, if you want to write to One Life Left, if you want to hear your letter read out on the world's oldest, the world's longest-running video game radio show, you can do that by emailing team at onelifeleft.com and. Or well, I was going to say, we should... I mean, do you want to chat through some of the recent discussion that's been going on on the Discord? Well, most of it's been around Wordle and crosswords. If you if okay. you stay in ambiguously gaming chat like I do... Do you want to lie, then? <laughs> what's uh, been going on? Why? Where else? What, what are you talking about? Well, I just say, like, if you say, hey, come over to the One Life Left Discord, where you've got people talking about Wordle and the New York Times crossword. That doesn't sound very <laughs> exciting, is it? However, is there some other stuff that's been going on in the gaming chat or the non, non-gaming non chat side or the mailbag or the reviews? There's all sorts of people you can hang out with. All right. All of them are good. Yeah, that's all true. All of them are nice. Recently, uh, <laughs> recently on... Sorry. You know, we haven't done this for, a you know, a month. Recently on the One Life Left Discord, in gaming chat... I enjoyed seeing you chat to some other game developers about what constitutes a AAA game. I, I was weighing in on that discussion, but also why escape room games don't really break out into the uh, into the multi-million dollar budget end of the production spectrum. That was a very insightful uh, discussion and comment by me that I probably shouldn't have said in public. So if you want to find, uh, if you want access to stuff that I will in future <laughs> regret saying, uh, please do join the One Life Left Discord. <laughs> you can find details on how to do that in the show notes, wherever they are. We are back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're approaching the end of the show. We're sort of in what amounts to the any other business section before the reviews uh, reviews kick in. We usually do an update to Marioki in this section. As I said earlier, Marioki is One Life Left's karaoke wing. Uh, it's where we sing pop songs about video games around the world, although recently mostly in the UK because of COVID. We have a residency in London that uh, started or restarted just before Christmas at Loading Peckham. Uh, I'm here to announce, Simon, the next Loading Peckham date will be on February the 17th, but there is going to be a secret London show on the 28th of January. Can't tell you where that is yet, but if you follow at SingMarioki on Twitter or join the Marioki Discord, you'll find out before anyone else. What's the uh, what's the hold up there then? The hold up? Yeah, in terms of being able to confirm the venue. Because the venue itself, Simon, is secret. As in the venue. What? We're doing a launch party for a venue that doesn't currently exist. Well, they'd better hurry up then, hadn't they? <laughs> no, they really, really do. We're, we're actually going there on Friday to do a bit of building work. Well, they've... <laughs> what? 
hey, yeah, no, uh, you can definitely do Marioki here when it's finished. Problem is that we, we problem is it's not finished. Could you come and help us? <laughs> to be like, how are you at DIY? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm absolutely terrible. So jokes on them. Um, right. Yeah, but that's very, very exciting. So, uh, do you have any other business, Simon? I don't have any other business this week. I will have some business soon, actually, but uh, not right now. Okay. In that ca- in that <laughs> in that case, it's time for Simon Barron's Fast Five. Oh no! Five Lego games. Lego Star Wars. Lego Harry Potter. Lego Indiana <laughs> Jones. Lego Jurassic Park. Lego World. Boom. Very good. Done. What do you think new listeners are going to think of this rubbish? <laughs> I was easing you in. Easing you into the challenge. New listeners will be intrigued by that. Go back into the archives. Find you struggling at five Don't. sewer games or whatever else. I think I cut it out the last show. Did you? I think I did, yeah, because we were overrunning. So, so Fair so, enough. Yeah. Go, go back and listen and be bewildered. <laughs> All right, time for the uh, time for the reviews. Okay, Simon, uh, what have you been playing this month? Well, I've been uh, getting to know my PlayStation Five, and boy, oh boy, are we getting on famously. So, um, first thing I wanted to play, well, first thing I wanted to see actually was. Um, what stuff looks like in 4k and i've off i've often said well you know graphics don't mean everything to me do they you know i'm quite happy Steve, in in fhd with your 920 by 1080s 30 or 60 frames a second that's fine by me um yeah i've changed my mind a little bit now having enjoyed uh spider-man miles morales in uh, fidelity mode but also performance ray tracing mode yes, please <laughs> um yeah i mean you know spider-man was my game of whatever year it came out uh, in uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it and so i was looking forward to miles morales um and yeah it's spider-man um it's it's clear it was clearly designed to be an expansion pack rather than a standalone release i think it took me about seven hours to do seven or eight hours to do the main story it has uh, fewer set pieces than the uh, main game. But still, you know, there is something about the way that game moves, the way that game swings, the way that game fights, uh, that is just just a, tr- a true joy. Um, it's obviously set in uh, New York in uh, over Christmas as well. Is it a Christmas game? Uh, I'd argue that it is, and um, yeah, it continues from the uh, the end of the previous game. Peter Parker disappears for a bit, and you're left to look after New York, and then you know stuff happens. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really, really good. Again, certainly didn't. I mean, I don't even. Yeah, it didn't outstay its welcome. I think I could have done with it with a few more uh, sort of significant set pieces in it. But that said, um, when Dexter was over this weekend, uh, he decided that he was going to unlock the um into the spider-verse uh suit for me and so he showed me some of the additional side missions and, and they appear to be quite significant so there's still lots to do in there thoroughly enjoyed it uh seven out of ten um i also loaded up uh ghost of Tsushima again via its convoluted upgrade path just to see uh because again dexter has um been enjoying that which is unusual for him because he, he hasn't tended to like single player uh, games. Um, I should explain Dex is my son, not just a man who comes around <laughs> the house using my hardware. <laughs> my 13-year-old son. Um, and uh, yeah, I, but I, I played the opening 20 minutes of that and that looks super pretty as well. And you remember, um, I'm sure if you remember, when we discussed the upgrade from PlayStation 3 to 4 and when you played um, similar games, or sorry, you play the same games on different hardware. You could see, you could tell which one when you were on the newer console because there was more litter flying around in mm. Call of Duty or um, or Burnout or whatever it was. Need for Speed. Um, you can tell that you're on um, a new piece of hardware uh, this time around because there are more leaves blowing in the wind. Sushima, <laughs> uh, and that's worth. 469 pounds in my book um yeah I, so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna tackle that next i believe uh we played um astrobots lots of fun as everybody recommended 
Um, Ratchet and Clank looks fantastic, uh, but uh, that's not top of my list at the moment. Yeah, uh, do like my PlayStation 5. All of it, 7 out of 10. Fantastic. All right, so I played a game on the Switch. What? Called PictoQuest, The Cursed Grids, or The Cursed Grids. Have you heard of it, Simon? No, th- there are a surprising number of uh, Picross games on the Switch, aren't there? Mm. And you, you've uh, you've basically done the review for me okay, right there sorry. because that's what it is. It's a it's a Picross game. If you haven't played Picross before, it's the previously obscure. Like back in the day, it was obscure. It felt a bit cool if you were into Picross. You know, it was only. Only the Japanese who knew what Picross was. Uh, a number game, uh, puzzle game, where a grid has numbers down the side and across the top, and because of that, you, you're, uh, you are able to infer which squares are coloured and which aren't. Um, as I said, this this used to be a, a uh, obscure puzzle. Now it is everywhere, and there are billions of the games. But... Uh, someone recommended this on Twitter. Brendan Sheffield, friend of the show and friend of ours, uh, tweeted that the Switch game on sale, Picross game mixed with an RPG, which I thought was quite, you know, an interesting spin on it. And so I had a crack at it. Uh, the way it works is, well, quite simple. It is like Picross. Uh, the rules are identical, except for while you are playing, you are fighting one monster or perhaps up to three monsters. Each of the monsters has a timer on it and as that timer ticks down eventually they'll attack you. They also have hit points on there. If you complete a row on Picross you will remove some of their hit points. If you don't complete a row before their attack timer runs out they will attack you and perhaps remove a heart or half a heart. And that's the game, essentially. It gets uh, harder as you move through it. Bigger grids, up to 20 by 20 grids, and faster timers on the monsters. Do I like it? I don't know, really. I like Picross, but this addition just added stress to it, to me. Uh, made me com- completely anxious about, like, quickly finding a solution which in turn slowed me down. I made it slightly less pleasurable. I found it also, as someone who's played a lot of Picross across the last, you know, 20 years, uh, I found it quite easy up until the final battle. And this happens in a lot of video games. I get to the very, very, very final boss and there's a little bit of stress and I nearly lose that. But I didn't. I beat the game. And then I guess I think the measure of a game can often be read in that moment when you have finished it and you're seeing the credits roll and you think what have I done with my life (laughs) and in this sense I just got a huge wave of emptiness like it was 12 hours where I had done pixel grids not really cared at all about the plot and was glad it was over and that was all that was all that it left me with. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Wow! Have you played any of the other um, Picross games then? I haven't because uh, basically I can't be trusted with games like that because I will not be able to stop until uh, until they until they are finished. It's 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 an addiction for me just as it is with clicker games. Uh, the last one I played which I really really enjoyed was the Konami one that was free on mobile. I think it's probably still available. It's it's really good, really good implementation does get quite challenging towards the end. Um and quite enjoyed that. I think I enjoyed that more because it's a cell phone game and like the New York Times crossword which is my current addiction in that uh in that on that medium. It's something that you can play on tubes when essentially you'd be wasting your time anyway so it fits in around your life with this one this was my christmas game and uh yeah i slightly regret it well what a high note on which to end the show steve (laughs) said we're we you know we are very very positive people we are we wouldn't have been doing this for 16 years if we uh, didn't actually secretly love video games. Uh, my, so. um, 
Well, my, my discovery over Christmas just before we go, and um, it ties in with that comment about the remote play, was that I've been um, trying to link everything up in my house to be playable over a network. Mm-hmm. I've been playing... Uh, have, you, have you used Parsec before? I have not. Quite, let's come back to this, because that has changed how I game in my house. Okay. I basically just dial into my gaming, my gaming laptop, which is in the shed, from anywhere in the house... And I'm playing Final Fantasy VII re- Remake <laughs> on my phone, on my tablet, or on my terrible laptop elsewhere, and it's ace. Okay, I'm in. Brilliant. Um, is that it, then? That's it, Steve. Simon, it has been good to talk to you again. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And um, Thank you, everybody, to, for listening on Resonance 104.4 FM and on the podcast. And Happy New Year to all of our listeners as well. Uh, Whether this is your first episode of One Life Left or your, I don't know, 22nd season with One Life Left. Uh, Either way, it's your most recent. Here's to the next 22 seasons. Uh, Until the next episode. Goodbye! Goodbye! (laughs) Goodbye!